listening to Zap Night, a video game review podcast. Join your hosts as we review video games from all systems and all genres. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Zap Night. I'm your host, Danny. And I'm your co-host, Kaylee. We are on episode 106, and we are talking about the Stanley Parable. Yeah. Um, this was kind of a different game. Well, I don't it know. It really was. I no, would say it's a different game. It, 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 I feel like it was a different game just because the story was so odd. But like, we've kind of been playing these g- kinds of games lately. Like, I don't know. This one was different. Yeah. I, I think this is this is very unique for. I, I'm sure it could fall into a different category of some sort, but like specifically, I think this is pretty unique to only a few games, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, so the Stanley Parable was developed by Galactic Cafe. Um, it was released and is only out on like computer type game or uh, computer type platforms. So like. It's on. I we played it through Epic Games because I got it for free a while back through yeah. Epic Games. Um, but it's also like on. I think I think it's on Steam, and I think you can play it on Apple, whatever their Play Store thing is. Um, but yeah, there is no like console release for this. It's kind of just just computer. Yeah. Um. There was a Ultra Deluxe Edition that was released in 2022, which has more endings and more other things that you can do. I don't know. Uh, But we just played the base game, so that's what we are reviewing. Um, So, I'll... uh, I'm going (laughs) to kind of summarize the story a little bit. Um... Because the story is kind of complex in a way, and like, I, do you even understand what's what actually is happening here, Kaylee? Because like, I don't really understand it still. The way I understand it is, you gain sentience. I guess you 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 become aware that well, it, 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 it kind of it starts off with the narrator talking about Stanley, and Stanley is. Monopolis at his job. He is goes gets up, goes to work, does his job. It's the same thing, but it's what he likes doing. It's what he's always liked doing. It's what he has been born to do. And then one day he just kinda is doing the same thing he always does. He's typing it. Well, the, but the, the the numbers usually come in, but this day it didn't. Yeah, he normally he me. normally can push his buttons at his job, but for whatever reason, this day he's not able to push any buttons because there's no work to do. And he also, in waiting for these numbers to come in, realizes that his coworkers are also gone, all of them. And I I guess he uh. That's- yeah, he he makes his so so the standard version of the story, if you will, is he makes his way to the boss's office to try and figure out what the heck is going on. And when he gets to the boss's office, there's still no one there. Uh he finds a keypad, he enters in uh he randomly finds a way to enter in the numbers to um open this secret door 
because there's a keypad in the back mm-hmm. of the room. Anyway, he opens the secret door. He goes down into the the secret underground area of his office building, and it's actually this big mind control device. And as he realizes that him and all of his coworkers are all being mind controlled, he decides to uh, kill and blow up the mind control computer. So he turns it off and a door opens up to the wilderness and he's able to walk out and he is free of his mind control and he's free of his office space. And then we're then, back at our desk again. Then he, then he wakes up back at work. So um, the story is really told through like a narrator's perspective. Um, and as you if you if you haven't played the game before, Watch the, at minimum, go and check out the trailer for it because it'll give you a little intro to kind of how the game is set up and what the the intro that we're given at the very beginning of the game before you can actually, inter, you know, interact with it. Um, but that, that narrator dictates or narrates your entire playthrough. But as you are playing through it, you have options that the narrator that goes against their narration. So you as the player can go against the narration and then the narrator tries to compensate for that. For example, you walk into you're, you're walking down the hallway through the office space and the narrator's like, and Stanley picks the left side. Well, if you go right instead of left, the narrator will be like, but perhaps Stanley wanted to visit the cafeteria on his way, you know? So like the narrator will change his story to fit his ultimate plot. However, if you don't make it to his end plot or you deviate too far, you get alternate endings. And that's kind of what this game is all about is finding all of these alternate endings to Stanley's life. Most of them end is, end in his death <laughs> in some way or another. Um, there is the like quote good ending where you where he you know is freed, which is the narrator's ending. Um, but there's so many different deviations that you can do. I think there's like 18 different endings that you can find throughout the game. We found I'd say the majority of them on our own. And then the last, like, maybe four, we had to look up a guide to try and figure out how to trigger those alternate endings. I don't think we would have figured that out on our own. Yeah, there were a few that I definitely wouldn't have. Um, The one where you got to escape out the window, yeah, that one I don't think I would have figured out on my own. Um, The computer one, where you have to click the, the keypad thing on the computer... Maybe after playing it for like a while, I might have figured that yeah. one out on my own, but it would have taken a while. Um, I think maybe if you knew how many endings there were, it, you could have figured it out after yeah. a while. But because there's so many different endings and so many seemingly ways to trigger it, it almost made it seem like there were so many variables that you just... It almost seemed overwhelming. Well, <laughs> when, it first, when you first start playing the game, it's like... You know, the narrator says, oh, Stanley goes left. And it's like, wait, but I could go right. 
Well, if you go right, then you still, the narrator still gives you options like, okay, Stanley, now we're going to take the left door because that leads back to where I want you to be. But you don't have to go that route. You could go a different route. And each, each one of these different branches leads to a different ending. And that's kind of the whole idea of the game. And that's, that's really the story of the game is Stanley or the player breaking free of that narration and doing whatever he wants to do instead. Um, it's There's a lot of like fourth wall breaking where like yeah. the narrator very clearly knows that he's in a video game and that he's following a script. And if Stanley doesn't follow the script, then the narrator realizes at what I think one of the endings, the narrator realizes that Stanley is actually just being played by a player and he addresses yeah. us <laughs> as the player. So like, you know, there's there's a lot of that going on. Um, but like there is it, from my perspective, I don't see any actual uh I don't I don't understand what is actually going on like outside of what I've just said. Like I don't know if there's like a deeper story that's going on here. I don't know who the narrator really is. I, I just don't really understand the full plot of the story that they're trying to tell here well, outside of like the office space, like uh monotony of being in the office is driving you crazy. And Stan, you know, Stanley is like the basic office worker <clears throat> who really wants to break free, but doesn't really know how or something. I don't know. I personally feel like, well, there was a point where the narrator and Stanley are going at it and you actually get a narration of the narrator and Stanley from a, from a female's voice. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And, but and I, I, think, I think the wide story is, I guess that, but I guess it could go even further if you wanted to, you know what I'm, I, I mean, and maybe it does in the deluxe version, I don't know, but like it could keep going where really the story is someone, this is a narrator narrating Stanley who's got, you know, it it just keeps going and going. Yeah. But as far as, as far as like what's actually going on, like I don't, I kind of felt like it was kind of a nod to us. (laughs) I mean, I think we all felt that way, but like, I don't think there was anything beyond what you got. Yeah. Um, I I think it really was just kind of. I think, I, that I think maybe it, you hit you hit the nail on the head with that. The I I wanted I don't know what the actual names are of these endings, but I I want to call it like the developer ending, where oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you museum? end up yeah you end up in this museum where you can see all the like um, dev. Uh, stuff of like early stages of like his office and like a little mini map of the office route between his office and the the two doors and you know like little things like that but yeah there is a female narration there that's like you know these these two can't live without stanley and stanley yeah these these two need each other and they they're um the the two of them need each other in this way, and it, Stanley yeah. realizes that Stanley's actually dead this whole time, and you know that sort of thing. So like maybe there's a little bit of you know, that, like, but but maybe it, the idea is that like 
the game knows that it's a game. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, like, like top level. Like the game knows that it's a game and is just. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. It's it's what, so hard to explain it. What I kind of. Uh, thought was funny and I appreciated as I think there was actually called a heaven ending, but I felt like the museum or the dev ending kind of reminded me of heaven. Cause it, it, it's like replaying your life, but seeing it from a higher perspective Yeah, of there's the rooms and here's this. And it kind of made me feel like that Stanley, you're seeing Stanley relive his life, except in this narration form too. Yeah, yeah, I not can see specifically, that. but that's what it reminded me of, and that that's kind of why what I thought about it as. Well, and when you at the end of that ending, when you are exiting, you get dropped back into that like squisher machine. Remember oh yeah, that? the like yeah. the, the machine that's like smashing stuff. Yeah, and like. The, the female narrator at, at that point is like, Stanley, the only way you're going to escape this is by going down and hitting quit. You're just going to keep doing this over and over and over again until you leave. And I think that, again, it's, it's a nod to this, like, this is exactly what the game is, is the, you know, Stanley yeah. and this yeah. small space time just reliving it over and over and over again. I don't know. It's 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 really it puts it's a thought provoking video game it for is. sure. I think that it's a cool way of putting you as the player in different shoes throughout the game as the developer almost or as uh, the narrator, I suppose, or as Stanley or, you know, yeah. I think at one point you're, you're like above in some ceiling tiles seemingly, but you Stanley or you, I guess, is just standing there. Yeah. And, like, that, the that was an interesting one out. too. Yeah. There's definitely like, more to that. Yeah. The mannequin thing was kind of creepy, <laughs> but it was kind of funny too. I don't know. It, I, it's interesting. I'm, I'm curious what the other endings, I might actually go online and watch them. Um, there's, there's almost a antagonist vibe that goes on with the like main narrator Yeah, where like he's, he's kind of on this track of like, if you're not going to follow my story, you're going to die. So like you only follow what I have written for your story. And like any time that you as the player deviate Stanley from that, that narration, things go wrong and things go crazy. And the narrator does not like that. (laughs) It's, it's really, it's, it's a surreal kind of game. Like it's, there's really nothing else like it, to be honest. Like the way that it's, the way that the narrator talks to Stanley, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's, it's on a different, it's on a different level of anything else that I've played. Like not it's unique for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not like <laughs> graphically pushing or like the story isn't super in depth, but like it's just the way that that it the way that it's presented clever. is very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah clever for it was sure. Very clever. I I appreciated this a lot. It's yeah. hard. It's hard from like our perspective to tell you what this game is about as from like a story perspective. Because it is so drastically different. There is no, like, 
you know, copy paste easy. This you is know, the story. It's it really almost, just like, you know, it almost is like those games where the game is basically a graphic novel, only a little bit different than that. Like yeah. it's still is a game. It's kind of, did you ever play or see gameplay of Doki Doki literature club? I haven't. No. Um, it, it kind of reminds me of that where like the first playthrough is like, very straightforward and then like as you play through it again things are a little different and as you play through it again things are yet a little different and like it gets to a point where the game is almost degrade degrading itself to this like chaotic state and then it has to like reset and rebuild don't get me wrong this is still programmed that way it's not like glitching itself it's not like you know right the developers designed this to look like that to simulate the game degrading and, and breaking down but you know it's still from like a player's perspective it feels very like oh the game is like glitching out I, it reminds me of you know Kaylee maybe maybe you can recall this back in the mm-hmm. day we used to play final fantasy 7 and i would use the game shark codes to glitch in all sorts of things yeah and as you played like debug mode and as you would do these things the game would just kind of be off and like yeah. things just like wouldn't quite work right. I guess another example would be like uh, missing no in Pokemon Red and Blue. Yeah. Like once you catch missing no, things are just like weird and different, and do- the game doesn't quite yeah. work right. And like as you progress, like weird glitches are happening to the game because that missing no is not supposed to be there, and it's just messing all kinds of stuff up. It's very similar to that perspective, but it's programmed that way. Right. So Mm -hmm. like the developers designed it to be that way. And I don't know. It's, it's just this real fun way of storytelling, I guess. Yeah, no, it it for sure is. It's different. It kind of, I feel like they did a really good job at it, honestly. And that's just from the, the base game standpoint. I, feel like they did really good about you would kind of warp back and you go out and you're like, okay, well now I've got to try something different. Only something seems a little different this time. Yeah. And then you'd go back and something right. would seem a little different. And then sometimes things would be completely different. And, and then, then some would things think, would be completely back to normal again. <laughs> but there was a point we were like halfway through and I was like, okay, we're back to the start again. We just got to find a different ending. Only things were so vastly different. Not vastly. You didn't realize it at first. You think, oh, well, it's different again. Or not, excuse me. Oh, well, we're just starting new again. Like, we're starting at the beginning again. Well, no, you weren't starting at the beginning, but you didn't realize till halfway down the hall. Right, yeah. And I appreciated that because you never really knew anymore, you know? Right. They did a really good job at not making it too obvious. There was... Without, oh, oh, until he was obvious. There was one of those endings, I, I think it was called the confusion ending or something like that, where, like, the narrator... Um, you go down this this wrong path at some point, and the narrator is like, where are we supposed to go? What are we supposed to be doing? Oh, yeah. Let's restart and let's try it again. Then you restart, and like the you still go down the wrong path, 
and he's like, you know what? I, I, this still isn't right. Let's, let's restart again. So then you restart again and like the doors are missing in, you yeah. know, like <laughs> things like that. And then he's like, okay, let's put down a path so that we can follow the path. Oh and yeah, that was You know funny. exactly where you're going. Well, then the path starts glitching out and the path is all over the place. It's just like all these little things are so creative and so like yeah. interesting. But, but I guess my point was, Every time that you would reset, you're like, oh, well, are we starting new again? Or are right. we still in that ending loop? Like, where right, are we? Exactly. <laughs> and I, I liked that because it made it seem... It, it didn't make it feel like I was... I mean, we were after a certain point because that's our job. But it didn't make it feel like that I I was just playing as Stanley at that point. It wasn't, there was no end goal. It was just, well, now I'm going to try this again. Well, now I'm going to, you know, nothing ever felt like it went quote unquote back to the very beginning because every time you went back to the beginning, it was always different. Something was always And and sometimes there's just like little things like the broom closet's locked up now. I loved the broom closet thing. That was so funny. (laughs) I wrote that in my notes. Nice. Um, You know, I just... Having talked about it here, I, I'm wondering if the genre is almost like the video game feeling like it's acquired consciousness or a life of its own. Maybe. Like, it, I don't because know. that's I mean, kind of how it is feels. That a genre? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, Doki Doki's the, the exact same okay. way. Like, at, at some point, the developers are intentionally making it seem like the game has consciousness. I see. You're not, you're not, it, it's absolutely a hundred percent programmed that way, but it's <laughs> using clever trickery and clever storytelling to, mm-hmm. from the, from the player's perspective that, wow, there's, you know, there's some sort of life going on here. Almost like the game is haunted, you know, that kind of, yeah. that kind of vibe about it. Like, Oh, the game, the game is haunted, you know, <laughs> Uh, uh, Doki Doki is definitely like that. I wouldn't suggest you necessarily play it, Kaylee. It's kind okay. of gory, weird. But oh, cool. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, the Stanley Parable, obviously, is not that. But it's it definitely has this like vibe of the game has some sort of life with the narrator. And like the narrator is the game. And he controls and dictates what can happen and what yeah. is done in the game. And as you, the player, don't do what is programmed, it doesn't know, and it makes up alternate stories as yeah. you play. So, like, I think that that's kind of, you know, the vibe that you're you're going off of. Yeah, there. for sure. Huh. All right. So, anyway, what did you give it for a story, Haley? I gave it a 9 out of 10. Nice. Uh, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I think, <gasps> again, my, my biggest complaint is that, like, I don't really... I, I guess I just want more end caps to what's going on here. Yeah. Like, I want I want some definitive, like, you know... I, I want someone to hand it to me and be like, this is what this is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I... not having that is kind of frustrating from me, from, like, a storytelling perspective. Like, I just... I just want to know what's going on. And I know that right. you can probably decipher clues. There's probably more information out there that we're, we're, we haven't discovered in our, you know, three and a half hour gameplay. 
but like I still just wanted that like conclusion and there is no conclusion to this game. It's just, it, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's pretty much, I felt the same way. I just really appreciated the uniqueness of everything going on. I think that it is so simple yet effective. Absolutely. I, yeah. You know, like the story is the game technically. So I, I liked that. That was, that was different. I, I, I also have in, in my notes, narration, 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> well done, narrator. Um, so speaking oh, yeah. of simple but effective, let's talk about graphics. So I, I think I might have rated it too low. I don't know. What did you rate it? I gave it a 5 out of 10. Okay, I also gave it a 5 out of 10. I understand that... There's a lot of factors going into this, so it's important to keep it simplistic. And given the context, it's supposed to be simplistic. I just felt like that they could have done a tiny bit more. Um, I have to say that this game was developed by, like, an extremely small dev team. Okay. Um, so, like, I understand the limitations and, you know unnecessarily putting in high graphic quality is not on the list of things to do. Um, you know, but the graphics that are there, they're, they're a bit crude, but they're functional and they, they get the point across. They're not terrible. My biggest complaint is that I would have liked more detail in the, yes. the stuff that's there. Like Agreed. give us that more is my detail in what is there. You know, what the the actual uh, quality of the graphics is fine to me. I think it fits the theme. I think it fits everything. But like you said, yeah, it, it, it's one thing to so like it, it all was this dated office and all this equipment, and it felt that way for sure. It's just I would have liked to have seen just a tiny bit more like. Uh, I don't know, like you said, more detail, but like the desks, these are people working at these desks. So there's like a coffee mug here and there, but I just wanted a little bit more, more. Yeah. And it didn't even need to be, I understand you can't, you don't want to put a whole bunch of like someone's kids and stuff. But on the other hand, maybe, you know, just something to show that, yeah, a worker works here instead of, yeah, this is just, it just looked almost like an empty building that just hadn't been filled with people yet. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to there had been people there. It for me, it gets even more detailed than that. Like, you're you're absolutely right. But like the simplest things, like the paperwork that's scattered on the ground. Yeah. Let's put some sort of lore in there. Let's put some details in there that might give us a heads up of what's really going right. on. You know, give us give us hints to alternate storylines. Give us you know. Give us something more in these little things where a player would otherwise be investigating. I think the only, like, detail in that perspective is, like, the desk that you can jump on and then, like, crawl out the window. That, like, yeah. in a normal gameplay, you would have no idea unless you look it up or unless yeah. you're, like, really trying. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that, you know, just adding some more detail in there would really have helped the game I out. I guess on the flip side, though, if you think about it, 
I, I was thinking how the boss's office didn't seem that way, but then I thought, well, I guess that makes sense because everyone else was being mind controlled. So why <laughs> would they have stuff? I guess if you're playing that off of that being the... Um... I mean, it is kind of effective when you think about it because most of the games we play where they use, like like Pokemon, for example, and they copy-paste literally people and buildings and stuff where at least in this sense it makes sense it's yeah. just it still makes you want to just have a little bit more substance to it yeah you know uh, one of the whiteboards which i wrote down by the way i loved the whiteboards um i think that was a really good that's the kind of but stuff I'm no, i wanted it, more stuff like the whiteboard it had no was, relevance to the game outside of yeah it's an office building but that's it like it had no but, relevance. There was no like puzzle that you're hunting down. There that, was but that it was, was just stuff. Because I liked to read this stuff. Yeah, though. yeah. And some one of the things was try. I think it was trying to get Chris out of the broom closet or something. Which, by the way, you don't see Chris's stuff in the broom closet or any like <laughs> evidence of a desk, which I was kind of sad. Well, and that's but, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, adding those little details would have made right. a big difference. Um. Yeah. But I, the white—I think that's why I liked the the meeting room with the whiteboards—is because it did show evidence of people being there. You know, you got people scratching out stuff and markings, and it really was just nonsense words. But I kind of appreciated reading them briefly, just you know, sure. passing by. Yeah, absolutely. So yep. yeah. Um, also, I really liked the museum ending and the museum, whatever it's called, where yeah, you get to see everything from the developer side i thought that that was really clever and i liked looking at it i did too yeah i really liked yeah. going from like exhibit to exhibit yeah. looking at you know all the different you know stages of artwork and there's like a little section of all the like photographs that are scattered around the office yeah. like in a row there and it was yeah. just you know the little things that like that, that was kind of nice. It was it was a nice little yep. section to to walk around and see <laughs> and yeah, I mean I have to say though that ending is like really easy to get. I feel like that that should have yeah. been more of a specialty ending. That should have um, been the quote unquote true ending in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought that too. But there was also that one ending where um, like music is playing. Uh, uh, I can't remember the details of it. Is it one where he dies? <laughs> like where a the, lot of where them the lady dies. finds him. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. No, it was it was the actual last. It was the very last ending that we oh, did okay. together. And like the ending kind of had like a little song that played at the end. I don't know. It just <laughs> it felt like a true ending. <laughs> That's funny. I don't. Yeah. Even, I don't remember what what I had to do to trip that one. Um, I think that was the the window. It might have been. Yeah, the, isn't know. that where he ascends to heaven or something? No, <laughs> there was that. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. No, I think you're right because you could say yes or no in that section. No, I think it. I think the heaven one was the computers. Where you can oh, okay. press the buttons on the computers and then you go to computer heaven where you, it, it, the, the, oh, yeah, the thing is right. like, press the button, press yeah. the button. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's hard to keep them all straight because there's like a whole bunch of different endings. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's hard to know. Yeah, for sure. So you want to move on to gameplay? 
Yeah, so I gave it an 8 out of 10. Alright, I gave it an 8 out of 10 too. Uh, let's talk about the gameplay mechanics real quick. Um, basically, you can walk, you can crouch, and you can interact with doors and other items. You listen to the narrator, and you hunt for alternate routes for more endings. And that's it. Like, that's the extent of the gameplay. There isn't anything more than that. Well done. That's it. Yep. You can't really jump. You but can't you did run. have that one section, though, where if you took the... If you took the right door, which you're not supposed to take, and you walked up and you did the uh, like uh, the bridge thing where yeah, you, you had to fall. like jump off, yeah, I, it, that was a nice little added thing, yeah. I suppose. I just wish there was kind of more stuff like that. Not uh, a whole I, lot, but I think going back to what we were saying about more detail here, yeah, agreed. when you when you take the right path, there's a sign that clearly says don't don't fall and die giving you this hint of if you can fall off the edge yeah. meaning you can either fall off the edge and fall to your death or while you're on this conveyor belt you happen to go across another platform that you might be able to fall off on to so like you know that that was a nice little like hint of hey you can do yeah. this but there's they don't do that anywhere else in the game <laughs> You know what it is? You want the reward of the gamer's curiosity. Yeah. And well, and that's they're they're absolutely rewarding that here, but I feel like yeah. they could have done more um, with like uh, like yeah. like for us, we were looking up like we were looking at all the clocks and how the clocks right. had different times on them and like maybe this means something, maybe we can find something somewhere. But no, like they're just there to be decoration. Yeah. There's no meaning that there was sad. at all. I had a bunch of stuff like <laughs> sketched, you know, written out and and again, it these games, they don't need to be hard. I just want a little bit of effort for, you know, and rewarding me for Oh, you wrote down the times, you made this correlation, or, you know, when they're snooping around in the broom closet and figuring out how to open the broom closet. Just little things right. that makes it worth it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I The biggest note that I have on gameplay is I would have liked more puzzles. There yeah. was maybe one puzzle in this game where, like, you have to turn on all the computers and stuff, but that's it. Like, there, there was no meaning to any of the numbers. There's, like, the countdown sequence where, like, there's a bunch of buttons that you could push. But they don't do anything. They're, we looked it up anyway, and, and it doesn't seem like they do anything. Yeah. So, like, yeah, just I, I would have liked to have had more of a puzzly aspect to this. I think it would have been fun to have that, like, the narration idea, but still have to, like oh, you know, there's a random keypad on the door in this room, like, maybe you can find a number somewhere that might correlate to opening up another path. Or, you know, just little things that I feel like it could have well, been. But I, again, I guess maybe the deluxe edition would have been, it is well, that way, but I don't know. I'd have to look there it up. Was, there was also a really cool segment where you got to actually play different games in yeah. this game. That was that really was cool. That was really, really cool. That was really I just the, the narrator was so angry at Stanley that he's like, what, you want to play a better game than this? You want to play literally <laughs> any other game? So he drops you into Minecraft for a while. 
And then, like, you start going down into the mine, into, like, a, a yeah, cave in cavern. Minecraft. And, like, at some point he's like, ah, no, 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 this, uh, this isn't quite right. And then you, like, teleport to um, Portal. And you start playing, like, Portal 1. And you can do, like, the very first puzzle of Portal 1, which is you basically pick up a cube and drop it on a platform and that's it. Um, but, like, it was just really fun to yeah. see these nods to other games in there. Yeah, I, for it sure. Was, it was a really fun, like, little thing that you could find. Um, we didn't do one ending, though. Right. The four-hour ending. Yep. Because we had already spent four hours playing this game. <laughs> the narr- <laughs> at, at some point, the narrator's like, okay, so you want to be a, a game a game tester, huh? That's that's what you want? So he drops you in this like really crude, button-pushing game that he made. Save the baby. And like the baby's trying to walk towards fire, and you got to press the button to send him back <laughs> to the beginning. Well, apparently, at some point, the narrator says something about, you can do this for four hours and then give me a, a review at the end. Well, if you actually sit and do that for four hours, that you get an alternate ending still. So, like, if you let the baby die, you continue on that ending. But if you sit and actually play the game for four hours, <laughs> you actually get a, yet another ending. So, yeah, we didn't do that one, but um, you can look it up online. I, I haven't yet, but you you absolutely can yeah. just look it up and see, <laughs> see what it's like. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, I feel like an 8 out of 10 is Yeah, yeah, it's fair. solid. It's solid. I mean, I mean, it's not the most interactive game in the world. It could be better in some, like, thought processing, yeah. you know, uh, aspects. But what was there was really fun. It was really yeah. fun to try and find all the different endings and, and you know... I haven't tried this route yet. Let's try that. I haven't pushed this button yet. Let's do that. So like, as you play, like the first playthrough is like, okay, I don't know what's going on here, but I, the narrator's telling me to do stuff. Let's do it or don't do it. And then as you, you know, continue on and explore and experiment is where it starts to get fun. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So let's go ahead and move on to music. Ah, there was I, music. I gave it. I gave it a seven out of ten. I also gave it a seven mostly out of 10. for the narrator. Narrator, yeah. Because the narrator's voice acting is spot on. It is fantastic, and he knows it. <laughs> and not only that, but like because he's so witty, it ah, yeah, it just hits right. They did really good at this, and there really wasn't. I mean. If that it makes the whole freaking game, to be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah. there was there was music in the game. It was minimal, um, not really noteworthy, to be honest. Um, I think the only section that I kind of thought, oh, this is a pretty good song, was uh, when the countdown starts up. Oh um, yeah, that's right. There is there is a bit of a song during that countdown sequence that I liked, um, and it was mostly like. Panicky music. Yeah, it was absolutely like meant to incite like hurry and you know figure right. you're counting down. Let's figure out what you got to do, which is nothing, by the way. Um, not <laughs> spoiler, but <laughs> there's nothing right. you can do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean it. 
the game you're not playing the game for the uh the music necessarily but the voice acting of the narrator is fantabulous yeah for sure he's got a really smooth british accent and i appreciate it (laughs) (laughs) um the the female narrator lady it's fine I mean, there's I mean, nothing. It's just so brief that it yeah, didn't even matter. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's really all I had to say. Yep, that's that's pretty much. I mean, we never really have much to say for music because it's hard to it's hard to explain that one that one part in the melody was mwah, right. Well, I mean, <laughs> there are sometimes where games are like the music is what you're there for. I mean, I still think and listen to the, um, uh, I can't even think of the game name, but I can listen, I can hear the music in my head. Archinelico. Archinelico's soundtrack is fantastic. But it's as it should be. Right, absolutely. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, there are definitely some games where, like, the music is not just short and sweet, but... Um, yeah, no, this this game yeah. definitely, the, the narrator is the highlight for the, the audio for sure, side yeah. of things. Absolutely. So overall, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Same, same. Um, yep. It's a really fun, quick play to pick up. Um, it's it, worth playing at least once. Uh, it, it, do you consider our playthrough once? <laughs> well. I yeah. mean, right? It's well, weird, isn't it? But you know, I... It's worth picking up and sitting down and playing for three hours. At least one time of sitting down and trying it. And whatever you make, you know, whatever you play is, it's worth it just whatever you put into it, I guess. Right, yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's it's really fun to experience this game. And that's that's really what this game is, is an experience. Yeah. It's not, you know, you're not going to be racking your brain over anything aside from trying to find all the endings on your own. But like, you're it's it's not challenging mentally. It's really just an entertaining, like weird um, experience. It's it's very similar to like what you would get out of like uh, Universal or like D- Disney or something. Like it's you're you're put into the situation and you just are doing the thing that yeah. it's. You know, it's pre-programmed to do, and as you stray from that, the you know you get a different ending, and you stray. I don't know. We've explained it enough, but that's kind of what <laughs> it feels like. Is you know, it's it's more of an experience than it is like. Yeah, for sure. You know, yep. an event. I don't know. I don't know. Words. Well, are hard. there there is no. It's not traditional. It's not like a traditional game where there is one end goal. Where this really is just experiencing the game is how you play the game. It's mm-hmm. just, you are. <laughs> so, it's, yeah. It's very similar. It's worth sitting down and experiencing. It's similar to, like, a graphic novel in that way. Yeah, and that's what I had said earlier. Yeah. It almost feels like that, but there's still some gameplay to it. I so. mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's not a graphic novel in any way. Right. But that, like, the sense of, like, it... You, it yeah, just kind of is what it is. Hard. I'm like minimal <laughs> gameplay is on the minimal side and it's more of just experience the game for what it is. Like it's more of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it, I, I'm glad we played this. I, I am too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, this was one of those games that like, I 
so Epic Games, every week, they have a game or two sometimes um, for free. So every single week, I go in there and I just order whatever the games are for free and it gets added to my library. I don't have to download it or nothing, so it's just there. I have like 300 games in my library. I've never paid for a single one, but they're all there. So, like, whenever we have these moments of what the heck are we going to play, yeah. I just kind of look through that and I'm like, what's this? What's this? And I watch, like, some, I watch some of the, um, some of the, the trailer videos and whatnot and read the little description and it's like, this yeah. one stood out and I'm like, yeah, this is really cool. Like, let's, let's go and check that out. So, I'm glad we did too. It turned out to be really cool. Really yeah. cool, different, um, concept to a game. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, so that is it. Um, I gave it a 36 out of 50. And I've got a 37 out of 50. That gets us uh, 7.3 out of 10, which is not half bad. Yay! Um, it seems like... Hang on, let me look at my... There was a game... Oh, Lake. Lake. Was... Oh, yeah, yeah, So, um, when we played Lake... Me and Lori. Uh, mailman one, right? Yeah, yep. So me and Lori played that one together, and there is a director's, um, uh, what do you call that? The, where the, where the director, like, talks about the gameplay as you play it, or, like, um. Oh, the director's cut. No, not, not <laughs> director's cut, that's not it. <laughs> the the commentary, that's what I'm looking for, commentary. Uh, so like as you as you play so the game Lake as you play it you can um, after you finish it you can in, uh, turn on this um, director. Oh, yeah. That's uh that's how um the fire one. Uh, oh yeah Firewatch? yeah yeah very similar yeah. to Firewatch. So anyway during the lake um, when I was doing that they were talking about how they wanted the game to have a, a similar vibe to this game. And they mentioned this game. So when I was looking through our games to play and I saw this game pop up, I'm like, oh, I heard about this game. So then I was like looking at it. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. There's, it's, it's kind of interesting. Let's check that out. So that's, yeah. that's kind of what sparked this was the, the commentary from the lake game that we played gotcha. who rolled into this game. So yeah, here we are. Yeah, I'd like to experience more games that are different like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like we've done a few games like that recently. I mean, like yeah. um, like you said, Firewatch was very similar to that. Um, just a little bit different. Um, the other one, Gone Home, was very similar to yeah. this. Like, just a different way of experiencing a story. And I really enjoy that. So this yeah. this has been fun. For sure. So yeah, I guess that ends it for today, guys. Thank you all so much for hanging out and listening to this podcast episode. Um, as usual, if there's any devs that are listening to this that worked on this game, reach out. I would love to sit down and have a conversation with you about, you know, just work on the game. I know that this was a small team working on this. It would just it would be so cool to sit down and have a conversation with people who yeah. have worked on this game or any games that we've covered in the past. So uh, again, guys, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.